Uh, sometimes I wonder Will everybody make it through the summer? Would you ride if I had nothing on the come up? Like, what if I never picked the blunt up? Will this shit really be fun? Keep it a hundred All these questions keep recurring while I'm blunted Kick punted to feel gold money Now it's first and ten The cycle goes again Operation protect the almighty pen By all means Indie nigga like a veggie diet All green Young boys still get his giveys from Walgreens Nigga done swiped the whole mill for his ball team Trying to guide my little guys not to be lost teens All the while not trying to go out like Rolstein Nowadays can't say nothing's a sure thing Except death for every living organ No matter how irrelevant or how Another week in the books today. When this drops, Mo, I'm gonna be up in the versus battle again. <laughs> I'm be underdog this time. And FIFO got me. Y'all don't know FIFO. He dead in sports. Shout out to my guy. I beat him in that TI versus Jeezy, right? Yeah. So he's feeling the type of way. Let me tell you how this played out. You tell me, am I <laughs> Spike Lewin it? Did he get over on me? Because mm-hmm. this is going to be the night. Y'all make sure y'all tap into the All Fridays. My, me and my guy, FIFO. And it's going to play out tonight if you're listening to it. I'll put a link up. So we did the T.I. and the Jeezy. 13 songs, all off of. You got to pick three albums. I won. I wasn't supposed to win. If I had had Jeezy, FIFO would have lost it. But that's another story. <laughs> <clears throat> so now we're doing like a tournament bracket style. So of course this one counts to move on to a next one. That first one was just fun. It's like a playoff one now. So he's like, okay, preseason. I'm from. That was preseason. Yeah, that was my first one. I'm doing it. So he comes and Spike Louis say, man, I'm from Florida. You from Tennessee? We debated doing a lot of different ones, like a Larry June versus Larry June and some other ones. But we decided on at first Florida versus Tennessee. Because FIFA was from Florida and I'm from Tennessee. So you could play. The song had to originate from a Tennessee artist or a Florida artist. 13 songs. So decided on that. He thought about it. And next week he's like, man, I don't know, man. I don't know if Florida got enough. I'm like, really? Right. Cross alone could cook. A, you know what I mean? Cross could cook. Hey, man. That's what I thought. But he was like, <laughs> yeah. so So he was like, well, I'll take Georgia. I was like, whoa, What? Uh, Georgia, nah. So I just let it play out. Right. Like Georgia, I said, "Well, I'm definitely not keeping Tennessee." Then, no disrespect to my home state, but we got in love. Like, yeah. So you know me, you rock with another week in the books. You follow Spike Lee. You know I'm not taking New York because that would probably be the only other comparable mm-hmm. region to Georgia because you got all the New York kids. But definitely not doing that. So I was like, okay. I'll take Louisiana. And my thought process with Louisiana is they have two of the biggest rappers now. Like Lil Wayne, period. One of the big, best rappers ever. And then you got NBA Youngboy. Okay. So I'm thinking, okay, I got something to play with. I got the most popular guys to go against a, a more dominant region, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So then he thinks about it. And then the next week, he's like, oh, man, Lou, we should only be able to play one song from one artist. So automatically he thinking that I'm gonna come flooding with Lil Wayne's and oh get him out of there. What? He's that not confident in Georgia? Hey man, bro? This, this is what he was saying. That's what I'm saying. Like people, you have the advantage. I don't know why you keep making up these rules. So oh, I said, okay, cool. 
So that's where we are with it. So there with it. There's gonna be one. You gotta can't play but one song. So I'm trying to figure out what Wayne's Bootsy and all of these songs that I'm gonna play with. He got George. I'm coming in at the underdog, but I, I still may be able to put it out. I'm not sure. Man. How many songs? Thirteen. What so you got you got thirteen artists. Yeah, from Louisiana. I, Louisiana's a sleeper, and that's what to give a little bit of my strategy away here i'm thinking like people gonna react like you said like yeah we just got wayne but if you spread it out mm. like it's it's some it's some hits because you gotta think yeah, hot you got, boys you, yeah you got gates yeah you got kevin gates you got, you got currency you got i'm Webby, not a currency fan currency yeah, yeah but it's some hits you know yeah you got yeah, you, P. yeah. So it, it just strategically is just gonna depend on what I can play and how I can play it. But he got the advantage. I want him to know when everybody listens. The second to time. Know. The second time. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Man. But shout out, that's gonna be fun, man. I can't wait to do that. That's Friday, the odd Fridays over there with my dead end guys. Shout out to Feet Four Two Four Seven. Check that out. It's gonna be streaming live on YouTube and we're gonna do a recap. We'll post all the links, man. You know why you're here. It's another week in the books. I am Spike Lou. Got my man Mo with me. Mo, how you doing out there? Hey man, I'm doing good. And for y'all that's listening, what's good with y'all, man? Y'all ain't had Fridays as good since I'm a man, Damon. Y'all ain't had it good since then, man. <laughs> y'all ain't got nothing to do. You might as well get high on this content, man. Another week in the books. We bringing Fridays back. Absolutely, man. It's another week in the books. What chapter is this? this chapter 13? It still be 14, uh, 14.2. Absolutely, man. Hope you guys enjoyed the one. Oh, so this is still the same chapter, though, guys. Mm-hmm. Hope you guys enjoyed Big Jeff's episode, man. Yeah. Big Jeff's one of my favorite podcasts. People, he'll get back on here and finish it up, man. Big Jeff stood us up today. Whole week he had a chance to tap in. <laughs> Yo, stood us up. Spike. Some stuff come up. <laughs> Spike is a real podcaster, like, because <laughs> this man, the narratives, he, he's really good at creating the narrative on, 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 the, on the mic, like, Absolutely. for real. I like when I heard you call us out on the jay-z on deck episode i was like yo this guy is good this guy <laughs> is really good at this he's been doing this a while so but shouts out to big jeff man uh i still if you listening bro i still can't believe you passed that passed on that beat bro golly crazy uh, yeah that is a dope story so make make sure you guys check that out and this is another week in the books. Y'all know how we do it, man. We start with some off-deck stuff. We tap into the zeitgeist to see what's going on. And then we'll close it out with a conversation about the culture this week. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, today we will leave with off-deck before, excuse me, after Animal Brown and I recorded our weekly on-deck TV show podcast. Check that out every Wednesday. There was news of a rapper, PNB Rock, uh, his most popular song, I think, was some Fleek or something of that nature. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really familiar with him. Uh, but the news passed that he was eating at Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles in South L.A. And during his time there at the restaurant, he and his girlfriend posted a picture, allegedly. And that picture led to people uh, walking up on him, trying to rob him and taking his life. An unfortunate situation, man. We're definitely tapping into it on the On Deck TV show. This coming up week, I'm sure. But since we're here now, Mo, we can take a look at it and, and do as we do with the off deck segment and modify it a little bit this week. Yeah. I know you said this was you pretty much didn't. I ain't gonna say you didn't want to get into it, but it wasn't at the top of your list to talk about. You don't like this type of news. Tell me what type of reaction that you had um, once you saw this. Um. Before I do that, I want to say, man, rest in peace. Uh, genuinely, absolutely, 
And I mean this. Like, I, I know y'all, people listen to podcasts and people, we get on there and they're like, hey, prayers and thoughts out to the family. People don't be meaning that, bro. Like, people don't be meaning. A lot of times people don't be meaning that. They say it because it's consoling, it's comforting, it makes people feel like you care. But I genuinely mean this. From a black man to a black man that was slain, regardless of the lifestyle, I truly want to say I'm sorry for this happening. Now, I wasn't necessarily opposed to talking about this. Um, I just wanted to handle it differently. I don't know why this one specifically made me just be like, man, okay. Do I really want to talk about this because of, you know, all of the previous passings of those that are in hip hop as of as of late? I don't want to benefit off of somebody's passing. Sure, people be like, oh, you got to talk about it. You got to. But I don't want to benefit off of somebody's death, even though it's like, what are you benefiting? You're benefiting streams or you're benefiting. There's ways you can benefit off somebody else's downfall. So I didn't want to do that. But I want to speak to a bigger issue. When I found this news out, it and then to see the DJ academics uh, just post a, a small clip of an interview from his off the record, I believe, a podcast of just the things that he was saying. It was just very spooky to me. It was very haunting. PNB being killed and people like everybody now theorizing and, and, and going into it. And I even watched a YouTube video. Uh, I'm not going to put the channel out there like that. It's a channel that I followed. I like, but I really didn't like the video per se because I didn't like that. Like, they were coming up with reasons why he died. Basically, like basically three reasons why you were slipping. I'm not going. I'm not going to say what the channel is, but I don't think. I think that was kind of distasteful. That's what I will say. Uh, I think w- we need to handle this a little bit more sens- sense uh, sensitive because this man lost his life eating. People say, oh, well, you making this type of music. Are you going out here? You flexing. You talking this. You doing this. You had it coming. Stop. How many? All of us have said disrespectful things. All of us have moved a certain way that could have triggered somebody in the wrong way. Not necessarily take your life, but some 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 kind of resistance or negative energy. But before I dive deeper into it, Spike, I really got to know because you said you felt totally different. I got to know mm-hmm. what what did you think about this situation? Like. What came to mind finding out this news? I wasn't really familiar with who PNB Rock was, so I started looking. Well, I saw another clip as soon as I saw this happen. Uh, the one with academics, the one that you said, Poker. And I feel differently starting with when you're talking about people benefiting off of it. I think that there's a difference when someone's doing their job, something that they do, versus maliciously going after and trying to garner or generate streams. And the example that I would give is like you're saying with academics. When I looked at that video of academics, I thought that it was insightful into the situation of the type of person that PNB Do was. Because again, I ain't know the thing. I never heard of it. And that interview told me a lot of what I needed to know about how the situation probably played out so in my opinion I think that that was a good job by Act. that's his job that's what you're supposed to do that's what you sign up for that's what people know you for versus when you have I know Joe Button called out Adam 22 and he was talking about the Kevin Samuels thing he said Kevin Samuels threw that up there and I feel totally different about that 
because I feel like that's not Adam 22's job. I'm not in the male empowerment. I'm not even in the circle that Kevin Samuels was operating in. So when his death or passing comes by, me throwing it up there does do like what you say. It seems like I'm trying to hop into that because this is popular. Because he handles or deals with mostly porn stars or underground rappers, street rappers, whatever it is you may call it. So if one of them passed, I would expect him to do the same thing like Ag did. But when it's Kevin Samuels, to me, it's differently. I may be wrong here. I'm just saying how I process it in my brain. So I do feel like that in Kevin Samuels, well, excuse me, in DJ Academics case, he did his job because I wasn't familiar with this guy. And to get an accurate representation of where he was with his latest interview, Ag dropped it. And it was relevant to what happened. The other part that I'm in disagreement with you, <laughs> the video you said you watched it, it was this taste for you winning, you watched it, right? You followed the page. Yeah, you talking about what the dude when he was on there yeah. a, year, a year ago <laughs> or whatever. Did you watch, uh, I'm talking now where you said the three ways that he was lacking and why he shouldn't. Uh, did I watch the whole video? Yeah. Or this is, how did that come across to you? You, you how seen did you this video that? that I'm talking about? Nah, I ain't seen it. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm just asking how do you, you see it since it was those distasteful to you? And it goes uh, to a larger point. I'm not blaming you. Yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. asking, how did you come across the video that you thought was so distasteful? Well, I follow this channel. and Oh. Yeah, I follow this channel. So, this type of carrying on, you expected from this channel since you follow it, right? Like, you've seen other shit like this. This As appalling, this is the most appalling thing you've seen from Um, He didn't... I'm not going to say he he handled it... Handled it... Handled it... Mm-hmm. In such a disrespect I feel like there was a respect factor in it It wasn't like he was trying to get clout Because this channel is a respectable channel So I'm not I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that I just think that That's not the place for it Because that's not the type of Content you make You, you make content based around These are the reasons why This artist wasn't successful Why they didn't quite get there Like Luther Curl They didn't quite get over the hump that's the channel's premise. Has he, he covered any other deaths before? This is his first one. Um, maybe, maybe. Well, I, I, I think I think it say, was. Yeah, well, go ahead. It's it's a business model, especially in today's times. As we get so much media, people are trying to stand out. So the trauma, the all the shocker, they trying to promote those those headlines and. and Unfortunately, that's how you're getting people's attention nowadays. So it's rooted more so in capitalism than distaste, in my opinion. Like they're just trying to make a dollar. So are you mad at them for trying to make a living? You saying that there's a better way going about that? There's a better that's way. The, there's a better way. There's a better. There's a million things. People been eating off of shaky ways of making money for them. Ever since this country was originated, it's goddamn near the American way. <laughs> it is the American way. way to make money, nigga. Yeah. So, and I, and I totally get what you say, but I think that the more that we tap into it by accident or just because it traumatizing in the headline, the more it's going to continue to happen. Like because they know people are going to gravitate towards it. Yeah. So I don't know how you stop that, but I do understand. And I understand people trying to make a dollar. I get it. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. the last I- part. Yeah, I was just gonna say I, I understand, and I know we're we're never going back to 
full genie out the bottle. Yeah, yeah we're Genie's never going back to full. Yeah, it's it's over. Like the the floodgates is open. It, the content's everywhere. It, you find out so much more about people now, social wise. You know exactly how people feel, or at least what they're portraying how they feel through comments now. Like people don't care. People are ruthless in their opinion because there's no accountability. So yeah, of course, people gonna make their money, make their dollar. But it 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 start it. This struck me different just because it's like again. Like everybody has a point where they're gonna say again. Some people might have mm. been around the pop smoke. Some people around the Nipsey Hustle, the Mac Miller, the wherever. Like everybody will have their point of like, okay, really this is still. Ha-? So I've been speaking about this on another week in the books about how I feel like being a rapper is now a category in the streets. You cannot agree with me, but d- d- when these things are happening, I am going. I am going to IHOP. <laughs> To get breakfast with my girl, like, I, and it's like people are like, oh, well, you shouldn't have post your location. I get it. Yeah, you supposed to move different if you portraying yourself as a street guy. However, <laughs> the society See, we to live me, in, that what? part that you said is the bigger problem to me. Portraying yourself as a street guy, and that goes to the conversation that I suggested people listen to with the glasses Malone. Why you got to act like a street dude, and then it becomes dangerous. And I'm not I'm not trying to single PNB rock out here. I want yeah. people to be Yeah, this is a generalization. Yeah, absolutely. I want to be respectful to the dead, but absolutely. when you're playing a role or you're acting in character and it's not genuinely like what you are, what you rooted in, it becomes dangerous because you start acting like what you think a nigga in your situation would act versus doing what you know is fucking right. Because you're trying to keep up this role or keep up this mask. Bro, it's not okay, like you're saying, to say, well, you shouldn't have been eating that. You shouldn't have posted this picture. Also, the other side of that is, bro, this is the real world. Like, if you portraying a gangster, you got your chest posted out, like, being in the hood spot eating chicken 45 minutes is unacceptable, bro. Like, like whether people like it or not, and when you start talking about the streets, like... You have to go by the rules if you're acting like you're playing this game. And the moment niggas stop going by the rules and start thinking they bigger than like that whole story, for instance, the, and again, I'm not singling PNB Rock out, but I said it made me understand a lot. He was telling that story on academics about all oh, these niggas tried to test me and this and that. A whole lot of peacocking were poking his chest out. And for what? To prove what to who? Again, I didn't even know him as a rapper. This is the first time I seen him in this interview. And the first thing, like I see when I say this, I'm not saying that he wasn't a tough guy. I ain't saying that he ain't from a bad place. However, I'm saying it did look like he was portraying what he thought a gangster was. Embellishing a little bit. Not not even that. He may have did everything that he said, but I'm saying it, it wasn't genuine because when you move that way or you're from there, you come from a long line of it, there's stuff to kick in. People call it street smarts. You can call it instincts, whatever it may be. Some of the times the situations that we're talking about here is somebody out playing a role and they don't have those instincts because they play they they playing, they're acting. So you don't have those natural instincts. Natural instincts tell you, like I was listening to Wack talk about this. He was like, bro, this is the hood that he's in. And we ain't talking about the hood, like, oh, okay, the corner store. We're talking about, bro. He said niggas is walking distance from him. Like the set. Not not oh, we can call, we pulling up, it's a five-minute drive. Like, have you been to LA before? No. So I've been I went to Nipsey Hustle, the marathon store. It's 
in the hood like where he was shot at it's in the hood like it's you can walk around where he was grew up at and shit and i say that to say like but you, you may not have been there but you have been to a, like a hood corner store have you ever been in that environment like yeah. where it's just oh, active, yeah. it's going down like maybe chilling in the project got the dvds out there do selling incense like all that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. niggas might be the... gambling somewhere mm-hmm. yeah the food spot right there people in and out the store like i used to work at a corner store mm-hmm. like in the hood like right smack dab in the middle of the hood in nashville so i know like when it's an active corner there's certain instincts that you have to have and if it's a nigga over there that don't have those instincts and i ain't saying that pnb ain't no street dude he just got different instincts and it was dude in that room where wacko was talking about he's like bro we're from philly which is where pnb is from we're yeah. not expecting a nigga to run down on us while we're eating breakfast mm-hmm. so y'all can say we lacking or whatnot and I agree with him in that sense, but that also goes to not having those instincts. If you don't know that niggas out here in LA is running down on people while we eating breakfast, that's on you, unfortunately, bro. Because you're out here acting like you acting like it's cool to be in here with your girl for forty five minutes with a million dollars worth of ice on. When this niggas outside is fucking starving, it's that time of year, bro. That's where we are with it. And unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately, yeah. these are the things that come with being a successful black man in America. Let's not just limit it to rappers. Yeah. It could have been a dope boy out there with that much ice on and mm-hmm. one phone call made. Like I'm not even far from thinking that somebody that worked in that restaurant might have been there. Like, man, this nigga here, bro. Hey, hey. Like it ain't even have to be no Instagram posts. Like we can throw that out of the window. Like this yeah. is LA, bro. This is how it goes down. Mm-hmm. Like this is a criminal like like uh their culture is gang and criminal like they yeah. do this so if it's a nigga in the loafing and you like man this is rap dude i work I, I bust tables and my homeboy he he full bullet he a gang banger he a street or two over hey this nigga here it ain't no security or nothing bro it's just him and his girl mm-hmm. hey man come through it ain't nothing for the homies to pull up take it from him and they throw me five racks i wait tables bro you think i'm not gonna do that yeah so I just say that to say I've never agreed with Wack, but he was making some great points. And that comes with, like I was saying, having you get regardless of how you feel about it, but you can tell that he's has those gangster street instincts. Mm-hmm. He's like, man, once niggas start filing in this two or three niggas in here, I don't know. I'm sitting here eating and, and shit like that start happening. I'm getting up and getting out of there, bro. Mm-hmm. I know something going on, and I'm just saying those things didn't look like from how mm-hmm. it happened that he picked up on. And it becomes dangerous when you're playing. A role where you're acting like you're something that you really don't have to be. I ain't saying that mm-hmm. you ain't. I'm just saying that you ain't even gotta be there, bro. Go ahead. But, but and I agree. And I I think I was thinking even deeper into it, and that's what the show is about. I was thinking like the things that young young black men are do to feel accepted, you know, to feel validated. And I thought about where do the black fathers play a part in this. Not and now that mind you, I know you 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 said you didn't grow up with your father in your life, like the you know the necessity of a father should be. So that but it didn't detour you to say, hey, I'm gonna go out here and move this way per se. Mm-hmm. However, it made me really think about that. It's like uh, uh, the black father or the you know black leader, black man just stepping in and just giving little gems and little things to make that that young black boy that grows into a young black man feel accepted to understand like I don't have to be this facade I don't have to put on the extra strap today I don't have to put on I don't have to you know I mean I can actually 
be in a relationship with my girl i can actually just be a man and just be working corporate i can i can do regular things and i'm not i well i'm square or high, according to glasses malone but i'm just a regular black man but i feel like because there's a lack of that that is a portion of it so if i don't get love from that that man that we talked about that man love of of a grown man stepping in then I look for that that love and and appreciation from my 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 niggas, my brothers that are around me. And if they own that, I'm on that in some kind of capacity. And then if I stay in that so long, by the time I blow up and it, things start to feel unfamiliar, what am I gonna go back to? What am I gonna go back to? What feels familiar? Being or acting gangster or embellishing or putting putting on for the sake of. And I hate it because. He had opportunities. He spoke on the academics. He had opportunities where he knew what it was. But again, I think that this generation thinks that life is like a video game, bro. Like it's a virtual reality or something. It's it's so weird to me when I look at, you know, all of the rappers we just lost as a recent, like Bond, you know, well, you know, not Bond, but some of the other younger rappers that are lesser known, like it's like they feel like it's a virtual reality. Like you can put two quarters in and come back to life, bro. Like that, that, that scares me for them. I'm like, y'all think that like, like I be having to tell my wife, we just be driving. She'd be like, she'd be like, be white people or be anybody like, oh, so you don't see nobody here. I'm like, babe, chill out with that. Cause you know how fast somebody can pull a strap on you, bro. Off of some silly stuff. Chill out. It ain't that deep. Roll rage. Is that for real? So it's like, it's like the energy that you put out there. Yeah, like we were saying like I was saying with PNB, like unfortunately I watched that video and I'm like, okay, I yeah. totally understand how this yep. can happen because mm-hmm. he unfortunately one of them niggas. He said it in there, I ain't going. That that mindset, like bro, we talking about jury, dude. You got one life, dude. You get your jury and shirt, mm-hmm. you get some more of that shit. But so mm-hmm. you running up, you and your queen sitting there eating. He talking about, nah, I ain't going. We finna fight, like bro. What? What? Take that shit off. Get that shit away. And again, that goes to the instincts. I think niggas that have actually been in that situation and have established themselves more and have more to lose in the jury, they understand that that is not the way that that situation has to end. Again, mm-hmm. unfortunately for him, that it happened that way. Um, you said something that I wanted to address, but I just slipped my mind that quick. Well, PSA, black men that are listening. You ain't got to prove nothing to nobody. I, I'm saying, oh, okay, that. I'm putting that so, out there. <laughs> you don't have to prove nothing to nobody. Not your girl, not your people, not nobody. You just you can be yourself. If you're not tough, then just stand in it and move on. People ain't gonna keep questioning after you establish this is who I am. That's it. I agree. <laughs> you asked about the roles that black fathers play, right? Does the the Bronx Tale movie? Does that register in this situation to you? Absolutely. And what I mean here, when you're talking about the role that black fathers play, I'm only at my point, I promise. Mm-hmm. When we're talking about culture and you talked about being the corporate dude and with glasses belong, talking about being the lame and being the square, mm-hmm. why is it so, what do you think it is that makes this normal, regular, so like we have such a distaste for it in our culture. 
like mm-hmm. amongst black people like just the normal regular regular like mm-hmm. is what i do like ain't nothing extra there's no ain't no hot sauce on it bro i ain't gotta <laughs> put the hot sauce in the bag bro it's yeah. just, this this is it this is like we frown upon that so much and i think yeah. that a lot of this you just made me think of this when you were talking about the corporate job and this and that and even the bronx still move when i'm saying it like his dad was stand up mm-hmm. honorable working guy mm-hmm why do white American people get to that? They've they've kind of monopolized just mm-hmm. normal being their culture. Yeah. The normal get up, go every day, working nine to five, make one hundred eighty five thousand. I ain't got to have a podcast on the side. Mm-hmm. I don't rap. I don't have additional business because yeah. I got my shit from corporate America. I'm normal. I chill and play golf on the fucking weekends. I yeah. got a 401k. How did that become their culture? And again, and when we're talking about Bronx Hill, those were Italians. Yeah. So the subculture there was the mafia. When we're talking about us, the subcultures, the drug dealers, the rappers. Mm-hmm. Being normal in nowhere else in America is it cool except for white America. Mm-hmm. Do you do you agree or disagree? I agree. But they they have they have finessed and, and gotten into position to control media, control the narrative, and be the default of human beings in the US of A. So when you see them on television and you see them in commercials and you all of these different things is constantly pushing your face, that is the default. Now, I think black people, why we don't go towards trying to be normal or whatever and go towards the street. It ain't profitable enough for us. Well, I think that, but not but not just that, though. Even when he was talking about like square people trying to lean into some of the phrasing or lean into some of the cultural references of gang activity and street activity. I think that the reality of the situation is, like I said before, it's it's not it's not glorified. It's not promoted. It's not congratulated in our community that much. Like it's just and on a and on a mainstream level, we do not glorify the dudes like, yeah, man, that man, you might see a quick post of dude, he's like, Man, he went to college, he he went to college straight out of uh, you know, he, he graduated early in school uh high school, went to college, he got a, he's a lawyer now, he's gotten this many black men off. You might see a quick little post of somebody's story, people moving on to the ratchet. <laughs> that, that's, more, that's more entertaining. It, exactly. And it's not entertaining. And unfortunately, it's a deeper conversation for another moment when we get into like the psych, uh, the psychology of black people. But I just think that is is so challenging because it puts us back in that place of shut up and dance, shut up and hoop, shut up and fill in the blank. Because that and it keep because I can't say it enough. The tank skit y'all have to see that. I put it on a, a few episodes ago, but the tanks get from drink champs like that. We see that stuff get heightened. But the things that are actually conducive for the soul of black people and black culture is not promoted as much because of the narrative and the agenda that is put in place. But you have to keep your eyes open and you have to be in control of your consumption. man. like I said before, man, rest in peace. PNB, man. Absolutely. Rest in peace to PNB, man. Stemming from this. Tapping into the zeitgeist. Yeah. I saw your man. Well, you're not even a big sports fan. Did you know that football started this week? You were you aware? Yes. Yes, I did. Okay. I knew it from church. You always gonna hear a pastor. <laughs> like, all right, yeah. I'm gonna get out here early because y'all out of here uh-huh. for the You know how I go. <laughs> Unfortunately, Maurice, my team lost their quarterback. You know what a quarterback is, right? That's my quarterback. <laughs> That's my quarterback. It's not fair. Yeah, so our season is over already. I've been waiting on this shit for three months, and the shit's over in a weekend. But Damn. whatever. 
that's the the beauty of being a fan mm. um with that being said i take it to sports because steven jackson he played basketball with the pacers um of course. media personality now you, you're familiar with s jackson yeah. he got a podcast mixtapes uh, i listen to the mixtapes oh you listen to the raps i okay. listen to the raps yeah him and matt barnes got the uh all the smoke up in smoke all the smoke excuse mm-hmm. me and St- steven jackson came out and maybe a reference to the pnb thing maybe just yeah an old clip but he said <laughs> i make sure that i check in everywhere i go when i'm traveling i'm moving around i let the homies know i'm gonna be in there that way i don't have to worry about or i can take ease and beat my mind can be at rest when i'm moving around mm-hmm. and me i'll play this out for you more you give me your thoughts on it i thought this was the most fucking ridiculous thing that i've ever seen in my life <laughs> and i just i just did it did just I know Steven Jackson's background. I know that he comes from a gang-banging family. I understand all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. However, they just I just found it to be crazy because Steven Jackson's a 43-year-old former NBA player that's made millions of dollars and is successful in media. So I'm not knocking the premise of saying, hey, you should check in. However, him being the person coming out and saying that was mind blowing to me. So I put it in our group chat, our Realville group chat. Shout out to Big Jeff. He was adamant. Oh, I understand what he's saying. I get it. It makes you know Steven Jackson's background, right? So you, you could un. I understand those things. There was somebody else in agreement with him too. My point is this. The reason that this stuff happens, in my opinion, is because we normalize this. Now, ask Big Jeff and the other guy that agree with him. I said, give me one other example. Just one other person that has been in the NBA, made millions of dollars, has a successful media platform that's telling you that he calls around and he checks in because he's a former gang. And when you're talking about the stuff that Glasses Malone was talking about, normalizing the wrong cultures and making mainstream society think that it's something or a way that they have to operate in, it waters it down and it makes that shit dangerous. Steven Jackson shouldn't be telling anybody that he checks in at 43 years old. Bro, Snoop, I promise you, he don't check in when he goes around the U.S. Snoop is a known crip. He's still a crip today. Like there are other gang banging people that I know, and there's a difference between gang banging and being a gang member. Like I just um, Animal Brown's put on from the On Dick TV show was the West Side Boogie mm-hmm. uh, interview, and in that interview, West Side Boogie said, "Look, I'm from Compton, bro. The set that I'm from, like there's there, there wasn't not being a member of the gang because those are my homeboys. I grew up, I played with these niggas. Pause." <laughs> these are my home <laughs> these are my homeboys it's like so like that's the set that they claim that i'm a part of that whether i'm an active gangbanger or not i still claim it affiliated and i understand that affiliation with mm-hmm. if i'm steven jackson there's no place that i'm putting myself in though where i have to call and check in with people yeah. like my face car is good bro 
and for you to be on instagram or on social media in front of billions of people and saying hey i still check in too you're making that culture seem normal you're making it seem like something that's supposed to happen and it's an ignorant way to move about the world like you don't hear i never heard snoop talk about that what about alan ivers like, get, he, you think he caught he, you think he checking in exactly because <laughs> he was you know you looked at him and like, these niggas you know yeah, and, and and Steven Jackson may be more tapped into yeah. the game coaching the AI. He may be. Yeah. However, what I'm saying and my point being is like you really tapped in like that and to go to what I was saying about PNB, you don't move that way. Like it ain't a broadcast, my nigga. If you live that way and that's your lifestyle, that's your lifestyle. It ain't for sale. It ain't for show. I don't do this for TV or Instagram. This is how we was raised. It's how we get down. It's not I call my homeboys to check in. Like Steven Jackson was on O Block in Chicago a couple years ago. Like, bro, what's going on with you? You're a grown man. Like, there's not, I don't, I have no interest in pulling up the O Block and saying, yeah, I'm with the real hitters. Now, these little niggas is 15 years old. I ain't got nothing to talk to y'all about, bro. If y'all ain't trying to get better, like, y'all out here still game banging, that's cool. And I can tell you how to get to the other side of that. That's awesome if I'm Steven Jackson. But I ain't out here, like, throwing up my rags with you niggas just because I'm in the game. Mm-hmm. Like how fucking stupid is that Man talk to him man And my biggest problem with it is that people looked at it And was like oh okay that's normal I understand you You know Steven Jackson with the shit Like he may be But I feel like coming out and saying that Discredits all the accomplishments that he's had And it ain't it, It's making it sound like I'm a gangbanger And I was these other things When it should be I'm these other things And I was or am Or I am affiliated with gang Like he's making that shit his life and we know and we're looking at you and we see that it's not your life yeah like it ain't mandatory for you steven jackson to touch down in the city and call in you're you bringing it on yourself yeah yeah so. I, man i'll tell you bro like when you sent me that video <laughs> when you sent me that video i think i seen this a little while back i don't know maybe a year mm-hmm. or two ago or maybe another Version the old of block it. of Stephen Jackson. The Stephen Jackson, exactly. uh, I'll check in thing. I, I see. I think I've seen that before, but mm-hmm. I, it was just one of them things just buried in my mind. But and if if you ever come across this podcast, I ain't with no none of the smoking. Shouts out to y'all podcast, and I did listen to them tapes. Lockout, Stack Five, all that good stuff. So I'm genuinely a fan. But I like Stephen Jackson. No, I, I just really don't do like this. But so for one. It's like things like this that like I'm start I'm just starting to really get annoyed with like these narratives and these things in our culture that we like it's the coach I'm I'm getting like bro I'm really y'all about to turn a nigga to Uncle Ruckus out here. <laughs> oh my god, no. <laughs> you watched the Boondocks? That was your shit. I, you, I can't believe that. What what man, as, as black as I am, you that surprises you? <laughs> what? I guess I, I get the Chappelle show but Boondocks, bro. Like anyway. no, I just I guess I kind of thought it was before your time. Nah, I was a kid. Yeah, I was a kid. But but um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, yeah, it's a cartoon. <laughs> I'm probably teenager. Okay, I had the Boondocks burn DVDs. Burn DVDs. Yeah, we did too. Get a nigga through during those college years, boy. Hey yo, that's another story. Side side. Another day. I, I just got to. Go I have to say this. This is a sidebar. This is so funny. My dad, when we lived in Kentucky, there was a, a place, a little a little uh, city called Pembroke. We went out to Pembroke because my daddy used to be like burning DVDs all night. Like he always been a hustler. So he burning DVDs. Your daddy, your daddy was a DVD man? Oh, man. He was a DVD man. Crazy. Food man at work. Like he's a hustler. So 
this man, like, he would stay up all night, and then, like, sometimes he'd be going to sleep and have my sister be like, hey, you, you stay in Bernie's, I throw you $10. Like, she was burning, like, 15 DVDs. It's like, you know, good day, well. Anyway, so we, we roll out to Pembroke, and we go to a gas station. So he pulling up on a dude, and it, now it looks like a weed transaction. So my dad just hanging out the window of the dude's car. So he, he, he leaned over. He's like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, that's for sure, that's for sure. And so uh, they make the, the transaction. Daddy gets in the car. We get to rolling out. Uh, he, my daddy was nerd. I never seen my daddy nervous like that. Now I see it all the time because he's older. But he was like real nervous. Like, okay, yes, sir. Officer, okay, yes, sir. And he was like, yeah, you're going to have to have your son drive you the rest of the way back. He's like, okay. Because he thought he sold drugs. But he's like, sir, it's just DVDs. Dude let him off the hook. But like the nervous level. Was it a white or black cop? It was. I think it was a white cop. White but cop. but he was. I've never seen him nervous. I was 15 years old. My daddy, hell. Now, uh. So, but anyway, that's a sidebar. But tying it back, weird to, how we still get nervous around police. You ain't even got to have done nothing, yep. man. You still get just ugh, I hate that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, okay. Because I don't. I, but back, back to Stephen Jackson, Stack Five. The part it, it, I don't like the I got to check in stuff. But I get if you're moving with that activity, whatever. Okay, that's just a part of it. I get it. I'm not a part of it, so I don't know nothing about it. I'm not qualified in the words of Benny Siegel. However. Mm. The part that gets me more is always this thing at the end of that video clip when he was like, "And y'all, it makes me feel safe." Now don't get it twisted. Now I, 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 I do this and I do that. Like that's the part that bothers me. Like why do we wait, always wait, the part that what, what, what are you that's, saying? Okay, the so macho, when, yeah, the extra bravado. Like, don't macho, get it messed up. Don't still, get it twisted. Like I still like y'all stop. Check in. No, okay, like for me, I'm like, bro, I am so tired of like this extra hard bravado in hip hop in black culture with black men like you don't have to be that that when it's time to be to when it's time to man up you gonna man up i don't have to assert myself with threats to to the invisible the invisible enemy i don't have to i know what i'll do less is more what's understood don't need to be said we always have to be like oh don't get it to it like y'all we we always doing that. That's what makes people fear us, and then we they just put us in these stereotypes of you the angry black man. You're this because we always have to assert ourselves as tough. But why don't we start asserting ourselves as intelligent? Why don't we start asserting ourselves as uh, a stand up men? Why don't we start asserting ourselves as providers and protectors of our people, of our women, our children? Why don't we change the narrative? Like what people said was lame before, we changing that here on another week in the books. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm tired. All the stuff people's like, that's lame. You going out with your family. You need to. Nah, that ain't lame. That's cool. Do, taking care of your people, that's the new cool. Respecting. You nah, think man. People hold on. That stuff, though. Oh, okay. Nah, nah, not nah. well. Not as much now. It's becoming cooler, but it's not cool enough yet. So I, I gotta, I gotta go here real quick, because all of the time people are like you a square, you lame. Now people want to do that. Now, oh, getting married is cool now. Oh, being a relate. Oh, being there for your kids is well, cool. You can't now. have it both nah. ways, no more. Nah, you you like it now. People doing it. You saying like you, you, nah, you nah, say nah. you. It's the people that was calling people out now want to do it like, oh, because you changed. It's cool. That's my thing. It's like, nah, preface it just like we said with the 21 thing. Preface it by saying, hey, I know I was one of those. However, I've stepped into this and I can see where I was coming from. I had a small viewpoint. All I'm saying is, bro, 
Stephen, the checking in and all this, like these things, it's like we do these unnecessary things. You're checking in with people in another state that have no ownership over the state, my nigga. Like you, they don't own the city. They, they're not the governor. They're not the mayor. They don't own anything. But we got to check in in black culture. Sick of it, bro. Like I'm, I'm becoming that get off my lawn old man for real, bro. Seriously. Well, uh it comes with age. It's gonna get worse. Trust me. <laughs> you manage it because you don't seem as bothered. Well, certain things bother me. But the the thing that bothers me the most now is totally off the subject and don't want to take away from your rant. The biggest, my biggest pet peeve that I notice now, bro. You know, ain't no such thing as fast food no more. That shit is non fucking. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> Oh my god! I just I'm I get so mad going to get food, now, bro. whether it. it's fucking Uber, ordering <laughs> food. Bro, I went to the fucking smoothie place the other day. They had a sign. This is the second fucking time it's happened in two weeks. Hmm. First time they said, "Oh, we're closed. We don't have any ice." Smoothie place. This is okay. ice. Like, what are we doing? After I made my order on the app that I never got refunded for, they stole my eight dollars there. Oh, you didn't get the. Go, hold on, this Uber. I I ordered it on their app. I'm trying not to shit on them here for possible future maybe advertisement. <laughs> I don't want to say their name, but hey, okay. I ordered it from the app and I got up there and they had already took the money out, but I never got my smoothie because they didn't have any ice. And I said, why y'all got the app on? That is another story for another no, day. No, that same thing just happened to me too. Just like crazy. that. But I got yeah, I but I did get food. some money back though. Uh, they may have recredited it, but I just—I didn't even check that. Yeah. But I went up there again this week, and this time, due to a staffing shortage, they're only taking online orders. And that's okay because <laughs> my order was online, but it okay. was fifteen people in there in front of me now, instead of just being ready when I get there. And it's just, I just feel like that to the point of what you asked about. It's just everything takes so fucking long now. Bro. Yeah. Like any, yeah. all the drive through lines are long. If you go in, it's taking longer because they just take long. Everything just takes long. So that's my pet peeve. That's old man. It's shit wasting you, my time. You, fucking it's bothers me. You know, it's crazy because as things get faster, things get slower. Ain't that weird? Oh, it's crazy. Ain't that weird? Like as much. Like it's, exactly. That's crazy. Like you, all the Internet access we have, you can you can get on Netflix and things are fast. You can scroll through, go to trailers. But as fast as that is, how long does it take us to make a decision hey, to watch? Find something? something to watch. Bruh, it's crazy. 100 percent. Crazy. Yep. I agree <laughs> with you. So I understand what you're saying. I, I don't get that mad at this because I do think yeah. that people, as I have over the years, they change. And. The more information that we're able to get, yeah. the more that you see people change. And the reason that I challenge you on you can't have it both ways mm-hmm. is because I, I I know you see it because you mentioned it. And I see it too. There is starting to be a shift in perception of mm-hmm. what's cool, what's accepted amongst black culture. Mm-hmm. There is starting to be that shift. I do see like being more family oriented, mm-hmm. removing that square language, being more uh having more of a wide variance of black people being accepted and not just being a monolith like there's different types of black people that's that narrative is starting to pick up more it could be better uh so i do understand your frustration with however i'm uh more of an optimist there because i do think that people grow with time and it comes with information and okay. then information comes from just conversations with you and I doing stuff like this, the more positive stuff that you see on TV yeah. and us just being in control of the narrative more. 
that's why I'm more disappointed when you have big media, black owned media outlets, I guess if they're on Instagram or whatnot, when they they I guess choose to skew towards the negative. Mm-hmm. I hope I guess that's what's getting them views like I was talking about earlier. So it's yeah. the chicken meets the egg scenario there. But I, I mean I, that just doesn't make me as mad because I think people can change long story short. What makes me as mad, like I said, my time being wasted. I hate that. Okay. And I, I'm trying I'm I'm really trying, but that's why I'm glad we, we had these conversations because there are certain moments like I'll listen to you and it does provide a certain hopefulness. I have a hard time with hopefulness. I think can't be like that, bro. I trying to, I'm trying not to be, bro. I'm a positive and I'm a positive dude like that's but I'm having a hard time because of algorithm of life. <laughs> Let's put it that way. And, and that and that talking about personally. Yes. Stuff is happening to you, okay. Yeah, well, just like kind of how it's things, hard to be positive when when negative stuff is happening. It's just things, and I, I know it's not full of negativity. Like we talked about right. this on another episode. I know it's like it's not, but the way the algorithm of things that naturally come that way through media, through what you're watching, or through what you're hearing, it just finds us. You know, it's. I, mean, I just I just <sighs> made the suggestion to my homeboy. The suggestion was made to me, okay, and it drastically changed. I don't say changed my mind. It shifted my perception when I was having a similar issue. And I just told my homeboy scoops come up on here a lot. I just told he told me he was in a funk. And I told this to my other homeboy at some point in time a while ago. And um it's energy, like what you said. Mm-hmm. Like you said, the the zygeist or the the Whatever you just said of life, the algorithm of life when it's throwing you stuff, it's like when shit rains, it pours. Mm -hmm. How do you defeat that? Every morning when I got up for a week, my homeboy sent me this YouTube thing, the Black Man Affirmations. I think I sent it to you before. Have I sent that to you? I think you did. You got sent it again. Or if that's just what it's called, I'll get it. If you anything, believe anything that I ever told you, it's like a doctor's prescription, bro. When you wake up in the morning, I told Scoops this yesterday in a text me. You wake up in the morning, whatever you're getting ready to do, whatever you do, you put your clothes on, you brush your teeth, however you get up in the morning, grab your iPods, throw it in, put that on. That link that I'm going to send you, that black man, just let it play. You can repeat after him if you want to. You can sit down and listen to it for 10 minutes with your eyes closed, or you can just have it playing in the background while you're walking around. But just do it for a week straight. And I promise you it's going to help with what you're talking about. If we want to add the link in the show notes when we're creating the thing, we can put the oh, link yeah. in there. Yeah. But it goes to just having, and I know I struggle with this from not having a, a, a male older figure or a, what is it called? A mentor per se. Mm-hmm. I don't really have that in my life. So having those positive words spoken to you like you're going to get in this link in this video and not on no cult shit or nothing like that. Yeah. Just, 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 just. I'm talking to people listening. I know you're more perceptive, but it might be some people listening, rolling their eyes, thinking, "Oh man, some brainwashing." John, Tony Robbins, Tony <laughs> Robbins, what? What? Oh, hey, word, man, I'm just escalated so careful. quick, <laughs> right? But I just want people to understand that right. I, I'm not prescribing this and saying it's going to change your life. I do yeah. say that it helped me just because it's just yeah. positive words, and it's just positive words that you need to hear as a black man. Yeah. For most of us that we never heard before, and yeah. consistently hearing those while it's playing in the background, bro, that changes your mindset. So those times when you're like, "Shit, why the fuck this dumb shit happened to me?" and you're getting frustrated and more frustrated, you take a different look at how it's happening. You just yeah. have a different perspective on it. 
So I'm gonna send you the link. We'll put the link in the show mode. Just just black man affirmations. It's about a 13 minute video. It's on YouTube. It's shit's free. Just have it playing in the background for a week each morning when you wake up. It'll help with what you're talking about specifically. Being in a funk, anything like that. That's my suggestion with it. But it helped me have a more positive outlook. Cause I I'm the same way. I'm super eager, like boy. But my mine ain't more so with people though. Mine is just more so with situations, like whatever. Hmm. I have that attitude. I've been working on that a lot lately. Uh. But that, I'm very like, man, I'm not the rah rah guy at all, my nigga. Like, when you say you shut go, it down, you just like I'm out. Yeah, I have that socially. Like I'm like that socially. And I don't know if it comes from being the only child or what, but like even if I'm out or even with people chilling, like I get to a point where it's like, okay, I'm done. I I, I have no more to give. I want to go home. Stop talking to me. <laughs> My so face. So you like full blown? I'm not ghosting. gonna say anything to you. Well, you ghosting in the sense of like I'm talking about in a social setting, like we oh, out of the club setting, okay. and everybody. I ain't talking about just period ah, to, okay, to people you. in my life. Nah, okay. Uh, they they know it about me. like people that are close to me know that. Just shut up. Bro. Like we can like I'm I'm one of those that can ride win a car ride and, and you don't have to talk. We can just listen to the music. Mm. Like the people that keep cutting the radio down and like, you hey bro did you ride for keep cutting the radio down like that shit. I don't like that. That irritates me. I'm I mean, what if so, I, like, what if you want to talk I about get something? To my social, my social, you know, threshold in situations is what I'm saying. What were you about to say? This is definitely only child syndrome right now. You definitely Thanks. giving me I, that because it it's is. like I ain't had to talk. I didn't have to talk yeah. to nobody, so I don't have I to talk about now. Throw, throw my headphones on. Like, why are you in my face talking? Right, and then to me? this guy never... does the complete opposite in podcast four times a week. Crazy. <laughs> I guess that yeah, yeah. That, that is uh, the the uh, oxymoron of that. What were you about to say? But I was saying like, what if like what they if the, they're like they're about, yeah, like they're about to have like they turn it down like about to have like a a real conversation about something like dealing with some grief or you know what I'm saying or dealing with like like bro, I, I really I messed up this time. Like I'm really trying to figure this thing out. I don't know what I, I, I would. Need to. Oh, I'm definitely open to listening. All right, because like, oh. I'm about to say, golly, bro, Spike with the nah, 808 I'm heartbreaks good, over here, man. God, I'm, I'm nah, nah I but I get it. Like, I don't. I'm, I what I will say is, we move on. I'm not. I don't like talking over stuff. Like, so if we watching TV and we're I'm about to get not doing that, I like, hate what people do. Well, like, like while the TV's going, you try to talk oh over. Oh my god! I'll pause it. Like she's like, "No, nah, you can keep it going." I'm like, "But I can't." No, nah, I'm not. No. <laughs> what you say? Oh, you're the opposite. You? No, I'm with you on that, dude. Like, like I want. Yeah. Like I'll stop everything just and talk. go ahead and get it on out. Yeah, just mm-hmm. go ahead and get it all out. Yep. Or or I got mm-hmm. my headphones on and it's like people come up with just like you're in the gym. Like, do you have that? That's mm-hmm. one of my top irritants too. You got your headphones on. You're in the gym. Somebody. <laughs> How did you see and just trying to have a full on conversation like bro I was right here grooving bro I was grooving. right in the middle of the best the best part of the conversation bro the I was about to hit I was about to max out talk. right now dude like right. <laughs> yeah, I'm that way too okay. like you said I don't like people coming talking over nothing talking over the music talking okay. over the show oh you can let it play I'm not, nah I'm good uh, go and yeah. get your part out yeah get it off so yeah that's it but I reach my social threshold in settings sometimes too so like I, that's why I'm, I Skew towards staying at home. Are you? You think you're more of an introvert with extroverted qual- I don't, uh, tendencies? I ain't you don't think that so? bad with it. No? I ain't okay. that bad with it because I can cut it on and off. I think. I feel like there's a middle ground. I have, name for yeah, it. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you're right. I have that's me. tendencies. I may be an introvert though because I do have introvert tendencies. Me too. Like I'm. 
prefer my own company 100 oh <laughs> man <laughs> this guy so elegant oh my gosh this man said i prefer my own company this guy's good with the words boy (laughs) ti you need to sign him for something this guy's right behind you bro expedition yeah man but uh i wanted to get into culture i wanted to get into you know last week was part one of us dissecting the culture this week i want to get more deep into the culture We've been talking about a lot of cultural things And the culture we're obviously talking about Is black culture But we may delve into some other ones But the first thing that I want to ask What is culture? What's culture to Spike Lou? And then what is black Is it is it black culture? Is it hip hop culture? Is it American culture? When we say the word in our community Culture What are we referring to And what is it to you? Well Me being Spike Lou I looked up the definition and I want to read it. I love it. Tell you what I think about the definition. It says, first and foremost, the beliefs, practices, arts, and so on of a specific civilization or group of people, region, or period, a research project on the Greek language and culture, youth and culture today would work. Okay. That was the end of it. So first and foremost, beliefs, practices, arts, and so on, a specific civilization or group of people, region, that are dedicated to one thing, whatever. Yeah, kind of. It, it ended weird there. So I yeah, did. An article for some reason. So, all right. That just a representation of a group of people mm-hmm. in layman's terms is what I think culture is. So when I think in black culture, I'm thinking hip hop culture, gang culture. I don't think all of those are synonymous like people try to make them. Like I think that there's a difference between overall black culture and then there's subcultures of black culture i think where we have issues in black culture is we mix them all together too much like because we don't have the representation that we would like and our representation isn't expansive as it should be like white people and other cultures around the world Mm -hmm. we settle for the lesser percentage of the culture because it's like we talked about earlier more popular quote unquote or more people glamorize it we let that representation spill over into what the actual representation Mm -hmm. of black people would be so when I think about culture those are the things that come up for me like how does it get so mixed up Uh, what are the benefits when people are like what are the benefits of things that we talk about of trying to act street to act tough acting Mm -hmm. the gang culture like because we'd be remiss if we just sit here and talk about that that shit don't benefit you like people are making money from doing that shit or they able to make a living benefiting off those different cultures that are dangerous or that we're complaining about so there's a thin line when you come in here and say that you hate it versus somebody saying that shit made me millions of dollars and what's wrong and what's right about it so yeah. when we talk about culture those are some of the tackle or some of the topics that i'd like to tackle or things things that'll come out amidst this conversation maurice when you were drawing this up what about you what came up what made you want to talk about culture how did you get here i well i spoke i spoke before like i, I talked about like you know white people well you know the the, the what is it the four riches white families in the world that control all money and media so there, there's been a narrative over the years so through those narrative and through films being greenlit in the black community in black films or black 
participants, actors, actresses, and such in films that might have white people or a predominantly black cast. I feel like we have not been we have not been portrayed with the level of complexity that we actually have. So when I say that, so for example, I was thinking about this, bro, just on a crazy tip, like Game of Thrones, right? Like I was thinking like, bro, as a kid, like we used to look at this stuff, like it was so corny. Like they're in, they're talking like thou and this, and they got swords and, you know, and they got these, crown we used to look at that like corny but as you get older you start to find out some complexities about yourself as a just as a black person or as a human being in general so then you realize it's like okay that wasn't that was it could have possibly been the culture at the time but now i realize this is what i like i actually like things like game of thrones i actually like things like cooking i actually like things like golfing so when we talk about black culture hip-hop culture american culture gang culture I think that because of the narrative and what has always existed, they throw all that into the bag of stereotype. So it's just a, now all of those things have become one big mixture. So it's all the same. Like you look at Snoop Dogg, right at the uh, uh, halftime show, right? So he's, he's got the blue rag on, right? So that's gang culture. Mm-hmm. And he's up there, he's rapping. All right, well, that's, that's hip hop culture. Yep. You know, and then it's like, they told him he couldn't do certain things, but he did. He found a way around it to do something else. That's black culture. You know what I'm saying? Having a certain rebellious about what you tell me I can't do. But now it just becomes all murky. So what brought me to this is because I think that we need to define it a little bit more because we just say everything. Oh, that's the culture. That's the culture. That's the like, nah, everything ain't the culture. And I think we need to redefine what it is. So I think people use it as an excuse for ignorance. Absolutely. And it's it's a it's such a foul way to put black people again as we have arrived or trying to arrive to allowing us to have different types of blacks. It again puts us back down like these slave movies. Like it's this thing where every time we show we really are as great as we knew we were, it's always these little terms and uh uh characterizations or caricatures that they use to define us and say oh that's that thug mentality that like you know what I mean so yeah I think it I think it's just a disservice I mean what do you think about that for some reason it's enticing to us that culture like the what is it called when um, I, I just think that we have been when you talk about media being controlled and you talk about what people pay attention to I feel like so much of our news has been bad news that we're conditioned to gravitate towards the bad news mm-hmm. or bad scenarios or because that's what American society has painted us overall so it's tough when you see something new or you see something that isn't negative like your brain almost don't know what to do with it. Like, oh, what's this shit, man? It's corny. This is square, like we were talking about earlier, right? Mm-hmm. So when we're talking about culture and why things get migrated, I think it's about popularity. It's about what most of us see. You know, we can start talking about lack of resources and why most of us see that because we don't have the things that other societies may have. And we are the second citizens or sons of America because we don't aren't in, we don't have the same resources or open to the same resources that everybody else was historically. Mm-hmm. Maybe now we have access to them, but historically we're in this position, and that has came with a lot of negativity 
hence most of our news being bad news and a lot of skewing towards negativity like i was saying mm-hmm. um how do you fix that though like what makes people start paying attention to positive stuff what makes the positive stuff less corny what makes like you said black culture supersede a hip-hop culture or a gang culture or the other culture that they try to popularize and make it a a pillar for well not a pillar like put that at the forefront of black people but like you said it's so much more depth there yeah so much more depth that we try to ignore because you try to label that as corny or lame or whack or oh, we don't do that or, i don't do that i mean some people do they might mm-hmm. so how do you start turning the narrative around in the culture like what what's the approach that people start taking or even how has it gotten to it because it's gotten better we have admitted that what's the approach that people have taken to get it even better because when we came up a lot of the shit that people are doing now is lame or, or people considered lame like yeah. you said watching game of thrones or yeah playing golf or shit like that yeah i think what are some good things over the years that have impacted the culture in a positive way you think okay where that lame stuff ain't looked at that way um i definitely think um well something that i think is very positive and it will get more into this on our podcast episode but how we have infiltrated the podcast media we have found a way to spread our voices that's why a lot of people, you know, homeboys, homegirls, people that, you know, they're like, I want to do a podcast. So I listen to because it has given us a place to voice. So I love that uh, over the years, it is more black people. I've listened to so many podcasts, so many black people. And then also it being a form for the profession of rap or rappers to be able to have a second leg a retirement plan or a transition into a this is this is our form of commentator going from being the player to being the commentator like i like the fact that they just gotta be rap no more it just yeah. used to be rap yeah i love that like i mean actors white actors and actresses have been doing it for years like they go from one thing to the next thing and i I just love so that's something that's been impactful to me as far as the culture goes i think uh documentaries getting the true story i think uh uh uh, better journalism and interviews that are where we uh 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 we are telling our story in the true essence now i feel like now we have black creators behind telling the truths of some of our greats and our 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 legends and some of our uh late passing legends we have a little bit more resources to tell our story so over the years i would say that i love that we're getting to certain truths about how great we really are we're telling our story now i love that i love like when that nwa movie came out i was like yep there we go there we go yeah. now we I get we are taking a lot more control and they're live to tell it yeah we are taking a lot more control I do agree with you 100% on that well go ahead I'm sorry. but but and I'm gonna ask, I want to ask you the same thing but I will say going back it's just conditioning so what can we do to change that as far mm-hmm. as you know the negative viewpoint or how it's been promoted we for one we gotta we gotta stop buying what they're selling do your research everything that you come your way don't buy into the headline do your research that's what i say if you feel like it's gonna all of us me too do your research don't buy what they sell because there's a narrative there's an agenda 
Like they're selling you what they want to sell you. I don't know. You heard that joke years ago. Television. Tell la vision. Tell lies to your vision. <laughs> Some comedian said that. Pick Nick. Pick Nick. Pick a nigga. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a joke years. But anyway. So I would say that And then also yo Black people We gotta put our ego away Like we have to look At the greater good We gotta come together It takes a village We gotta come together Like put your ego down We can do this We are pot Boy we I feel like we could be The most powerful people On earth if we come together So but anyway Spike What are some of the Positive things you've seen Over the years in our culture That has changed from You know coming up In your life To being an adult That you've seen Over the years And information is big and like you're saying from podcasting and documentaries and just having more people in more fields more fields of expertise uh, one of the biggest things for me I feel like is just being more open to each other you hit on that a little bit keep talking is the biggest thing that I think there used to be these walls that we would have up in our culture amongst each other oh he not like me so I can't like you know, we don't do the same we're not interested in the same shit so we can't find any common ground Mm-hmm. But we disagree about this So we can't agree about anything mm-hmm. Finding the commonalities amongst each other Versus looking for the differences In our culture Amongst each other I'm talking about Not with everybody You can do that later But <laughs> I feel yeah. like Starting with us Like yeah. just looking for those commonalities With people that you wouldn't even look for them with That went a, And you probably can speak to this too Like that goes a long way Like when you picking up me and I know I relocated I try to tie this into life experiences as much as possible I couldn't be on the same oh I ain't fucking with people like this like that I was when I was at home because I had my friends that I grew up with you always would have that to fall back on and grow into when you pick up and you leave your hometown I like it into that like people should have that approach like be open to meeting new people like you can't just be stuck in I don't do that I ain't never done that in my life so I ain't doing it yeah like when you move to another town like that ain't gonna that ain't gonna work man like you just got to be open to new stuff and i think just taking that approach amongst each other just being open and listening to people talking having conversation versus being boxed in or boxed out from people saying like i don't fuck with that Mm. you don't know what you fuck with give it a shot yes boy spike that would be my biggest thing and i'm gonna tell you to take a spoon of that take a spoon of that medicine you just said brother Unless it's some crazy You don't shit even Nah said, you just bro. said it bro You Text. said you don't even know If you you mess with it So I would say <laughs> You see how in you life. just said that, See look <laughs> you just, I just caught you in the trap bro I caught you in the trap cause. So that I would say Again Watch these that videos no, just That did work Because I checked out That 48 Laws of Power You guilted me into checking it out I gave you homework <laughs> Yeah Guilted me into checking it out Oh my god out. And it just started on the wire did it okay. yeah. Interesting. yeah yeah that might be your jump we'll get to that at the at the homework section but um so what right now at this very current moment 2022 september who are some of our black culture leaders right now and i know that's subjective because it depends on who you look at as a leader for us but who do you i ain't gonna say depend on because i've learned celebrities are just people like us so i can't put all that responsibility per se in their hands like that but if you were to say like some people that you feel like have a strong voice in our culture black culture not hip-hop black culture mm-hmm. who are some of those people that you would you know put on display here's, right a, now? here's a crazy thing i listen to the good and the bad that i do and don't disagree with. 
So I won't say just the people that I do listen to and, and not like I listen to. Uh, I, I would compare it to like a lot of people hate that. Uh, I said you, you brought him up, so I say Tariq Nasheed. Okay, like Tariq Nasheed is a good example. Now he's not a brother that I would say I would hundred percent agree with, and and I'm down with his politics or how he presents his views. However, I do think that that's needed. Mm-hmm. Like we need that in black culture. Like white culture got an Alex Jones, but shit, they also got a goddamn uh, Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan, whatever. They all you they'll try to throw them in the same. I was gonna say like a Anderson Cooper. Oh, okay. Like they got they got all facets of it. So mm-hmm. we should be able to have a Tariq Nasheed mm-hmm. and a Don Lemon. Mm-hmm. Like those should be able to exist without us shitting on Tariq saying he's ridiculous, he's crazy, I mean he's wild. Like some of his takes is wild. Mm-hmm. But we should be able to have that. So to answer your question, man, I try to listen to a lot of everything. Even when I'm rolling my eyes, well, when it's based on conversations that I like, depending upon what they're talking about. Like mm-hmm. Tariq, the reason that I listen to him, and this is the example that I'm using, because a lot of his conversation is based towards black culture and society and things that are going on politically amongst black people. Mm-hmm. So I can listen to him for an episode and be like, yeah, nigga, you're right. Hell yeah, I ain't even think of it. I agree with it. And I also can listen to him and be like, man, this nigga is crazy like how i don't even believe he getting on here saying this and he can't believe this like i'm i'm the full spectrum with him but i appreciate that and i think that people should be more open to appreciating stuff like that don't Mm -hmm. just skew to something that i told you to listen to or something that you think that you would just like because that's your type try some shit that you might disagree with you know you might pick up something from it yeah and Here's my thing And maybe me and you Can start doing this Back and forth But like Okay If you can sell me I will give people This is what People probably don't know You don't know People don't know Like my wife Don't know this either Well I've tried to explain it But If you want to Bring Shoot something my way And I'm like "Ah, I'm not not really I ain't feeling it I ain't on it I ain't whatever If you can sell me I'm open minded enough If you can sell me on it and you get passionate and you can really point to why and go into it you can you can sell me on it like i'm that person like i'm never closed minded like i'm a, this is how i am i ain't i don't care what you say i ain't you know no nah, i ain't is never that, that, is person. that a shot at me is that a shot at no me not no not at all because I, I do this my wife all the time and she she'd be like okay well never mind and just forget it i'm like no nah, i'm not trying to argue with you babe i'm trying to get you to make I want me you to believe convince me yeah I want convi- you to convince, convince me. me so i make people kind of work for it not because i'm trying to be a douchebag about it like oh work yeah get your work work for it make me like i'm somebody special but what i'm saying how did you try to get mad at me for taking that same approach with you then i take the same approach with you and you were like but nah nah bro but you never nah because you never said you were open to you just said preface why you're sending this that's all you said you didn't say like i'm open to it you came off like i'm close to anything if it ain't in my stratosphere uh, okay. that's the way it that came was from. my mistake okay. now i'm the same way in that sense now i don't like to be so i would not i would rather definitely not be so because i feel like i like to make my own decisions however i am open to people that i respect their opinions and views and sending me something and say hey look at this like i said because Mm-hmm. So I, if I came off and saying that I'm close to it, I definitely didn't represent that the right way. What I did mean is similar to what you said. I want to make you work for it. If I'm going to check it out and I wasn't already interested, especially if I'm looking at it like, nah, nope, because I'm I, I may be more stubborn than you because I'm 
There's a lot. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Like maybe. I, I can immediately get to the conclusion of, nah, I'm good, bro. And you can tell me, and I can yeah, I know to you. Your picture there. Yeah, yeah, nah, I'm still good, bro. I mean, and I'm with you on that. Like, I, I'm not, I'm not gonna say like, oh, sell me on it, because I get it. Like, people will try to sell you on, Can't you know, things two like minutes to sell you, man. trailers and commercials. You're like, oh, you want me? To, oh, this is the next great. Like, because of that, I'm out. You know what I'm saying? So I know what you mean. Do you that. listen to those people that approach you in the mall? Like the shoe shine niggas, do they have that in Indianapolis? Like the niggas that come yeah. up like, man, oh, yeah, shine yeah, they always, yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they always, yeah, yeah. I mean, some, like you sometimes, sometimes like, hey, I do, sometimes I don't. Do? I don't buy nothing. Yeah. I don't buy nothing. I'll do it. Because I bought one of the kits before, but I bought and see that's how I am. Like I would, I bought one of the kits because I needed some shoe clean. Like I don't even want you to. Like I know the shit work. I've seen you mm-hmm. do it on other people. Just give me the thing. You ain't got to clean my shoe or nothing. Like just mm-hmm. come on with the kit. I don't even want to hear your pitch, bro. Like versus, hey man, let me see your shoe. Man, put your foot up here. Like, bro, get out of my face, man. Like, right. when, it, I feel like with most of that stuff, if I want to buy it, I'm gonna buy it. You're not gonna convince me to buy it if I wasn't trying to buy it anyway. Well, I need that, some shoe cleaner. I'm gonna stop and listen to it. Like, you're not gonna be like, I ain't gonna be like, yeah, man, I did need a new gold chain. Like, the niggas is stopping. Like, bro, get out of my face. But, but think about it, bro. But here's the thing, though. Sometimes you don't know you need something. Yeah, that's that's. No, no, that's not always. That's what I'm saying. That's not always the case. Because like somebody could come across this podcast. It might just say it's a white guy that yeah. he didn't know he needed to hear this perspective from two black men till he started listening. It's like, wow, I didn't, I didn't know that's how they felt. I thought they were making stuff up, like we hear all the time. I thought they were just saying it. This is really what they're. Man, these black guys are really informative. I didn't know these things. They didn't know they needed it. Until somebody else say, yo, check this out. So sometimes you got to be open because if somebody could sell you on something, it might be like, you know what? Now that I think about it and you start, you know, start putting two, two together. You know what? I could use these for my kicks. Now that I think about it because I, I do got plans on buying these new forces or these J's or, you know. So that's why I give people the opportunity. Now, when I was younger, I used to be naive, and I would just, I let them sell me all the way into the to the lock. But now I was just like, oh, I, I'll leave. Like, man, you did a great job. I'm like, you know, I'm like, oh, all right. I won't tell them they didn't do a good job. So, do they but, switch you from no to yes often? Like, no. you find yourself going in often, being like, man, you know what? Yeah. No, not often. No, <laughs> not often. But I like to give people opportunity to sharpen their blades. That's awful. You just fucking with those people. How am I? That's what it is. Could they just lean them on and think that they got to say. I might be making them look cool. I might be bringing more clientele by standing there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm looking out for humanity, black people. I'm looking out for that humanity. Well, I'm glad that you approach those those situations with more optimism. <laughs> and, and I'm glad you do. Are you yeah. willing to listen to the people yeah. giving you the pitch for the shoes in the middle of the mall? Yeah, not always, though. Oh, but. Yeah, Sometimes yeah. when you ain't in a rush right. Way more often than, not, than, than me Oh absolutely So the last segment before we get out of here For another week in the books man Our homework each week we come with something That we want to suggest for the other To listen to and for you guys to tap into As listeners audience Tap in and let us know if you do the homework Send us an email awitb2022 At gmail.com Let us know what you thought about the homework If you checked it out and we'll read some of those reviews on the show. Mm-hmm. We need to get a Reddit page. If somebody could start a Reddit page, that would be awesome. Like, oh, I just man. was on the Reddit page for one of the other podcasts I was on. It was pretty cool. But yeah, man, y'all send us the feedback at awitb2022 at gmail.com on the homework mode. Homework last week. Yeah. So you told me, well, the week prior, but you told me to check out 
uh, Spike Lou's go-to karaoke song by Keith Urban. Mm. Blues Not Your oh, Color, I believe. Blues Not Your Color. And uh, that was What'd cool. What'd you think? That was cool. What? I, that I'm not, shit's fire. Nah, I'll go. If, if, see. That ain't my, your type of country? No, no, no. His voice. His voice doesn't have the, the, the texture that I look for. Mm. It's a certain. I like more of a baritone. Uh, example, like Chris Stapleton, you know who he probably is? Probably like Chris Stapleton, Tennessee, but Tennessee whiskey. Okay, but I'm kind of deep with these these mixtape stuff. So, oh my God, Anthony Hamilton got a got he put out a tape years ago, and he has a country Rap, song. rapping over Jaheim beats or something like that. No, he's some crazy <laughs> mixture. <that laughs> no <you had>. man, <laughs> I said Anthony Hamilton. He's an R&B <laughs> singer because I know this guy only listens to rap over here. So now I listen to old I listen to his era. Okay, so that's when I stopped after that era, after him and Life Jennings and Music stopped making R&B, I stopped listening. I might have to. I might. Have, I'm gonna send you this. This ain't gonna be the homework, but I'm gonna send you. He got a song called "Going Nowhere Fast," or I think it's called uh, "Nowhere." So Ooh. Anthony Hamilton. It's a country song. That. You heard that for real? I think I've heard that. Yeah, I really? like Anthony Hamilton. Yeah, I, think uh, I heard that. I thought that was a deep cut right there. Cause I didn't know. All right, uh, I'm Anthony Hamilton fan. Nice. That first one. What's that first? That's like a classic. Uh, coming from where I'm from. Boy, Southern in the mug, boy. Classic, bro. So, but that Keith Urban, it was cool. Uh, I wasn't mad at it, you know. Um, I'm not opposed to country, bro. I told you, I'm, I'm, I'm about to be, I'm about to be out on hip hop in a minute. So, mm. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah, low I key. To, like, I'm I listen to out. rap maybe. I listen to rap maybe twice a week. Maybe I might be there with you. Maybe bro. twice. I week. might be there with you. I'm getting into soft rock, actually. Soft, okay. Some dope ass soft right. rock song. All right, you got Apple Music. I see you the playlist. Got like I don't have Apple there. Music. I got Spotify. I ain't that devoted. See, bro, I can't. Even, I won't even pay y'all. Like, I'm not gonna pay y'all to listen to music. Like, it's over. Spotify. Oh, you get Spotify free. Spotify. Yeah, I do this for free. I take the ads. Like, I ain't paying y'all. You I might want to get on that soon because you don't listen to it enough for what you pay, bro. <laughs> no, I listen to rocks. Like I listen to stuff. Oh, I right, listen, right. I don't listen to rap. Like, I okay. listen to so I throw some of that other like what what Jay what you wouldn't notice. You wouldn't even get this reference. Try, but I'll I'll be banging some other shit. Like when he say pull up banging that other shit, like some side A uh, yeah. some man, I just found out a uh, like uh Careless Whisper by George Michael. Mm. It's like no limit sample that I didn't had no idea for the 30 years I was listening to this no limit song that it was a careless whisper uh George Michael sample living on a prayer John Bon Jovi Sarah smile calling old shit like that. Oh, yeah. like I listen to that shit all week oh yeah I'm here Just, for nah, I, I listen to rap maybe twice yeah, and that's probably the, the ones you've already yeah stuff I, I already you. like or if I'm listening to something on deck alright so what about you did you listen to the bully whispers any of the laws of power on YouTube I did, and it's it's a good concept, like you said, and I can see why you think that I would like that. I just okay. wasn't that interested in it, but it it, it was a really good suggestion. I don't want to sit here and poo poo on everything that you. you what said, oh, what was it lacking to you that made you be like, ah, this is why I'm not into it? You know, man, when I'm looking, I'm really not a big YouTube fan. That's the biggest thing because I can't just have that shit playing in the background. You know, I don't, I'm not paying for YouTube Premium, so if I close, like I gotta be sitting there looking at my phone. That's one thing. Mm-hmm. And usually if um, It's something of that nature I like to consume it Bring it bring it in Like just while I'm doing something else So I can't do that I gotta look at it one And it's not entertaining enough to look at Like it's no new information Because I've read the book And I've watched the show So if I'm sitting there watching it It needs to 
stimulate something new for me personally. Mm-hmm. However, if that was like a podcast, like an eight minute podcast that dropped every day, I'm probably uh, listening to it every okay. day. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's just how I consume my information. Like that being a me a medium that I'm have to visually sit in there and watch when I'm looking. Like when I watch YouTube, it's like Easter eggs from Game of Thrones uh, episode one recap. Like I'm looking at shit. Like oh okay, I didn't see that yeah. when it happened. Oh okay, that makes sense. I'm watching or Madden tips. But if I'm listening to a podcast like you had sent that over, like if he did that version and had an RSS feed and put that on a podcast, I probably would listen every day. But I okay. just can't do it. So you now that you kind of now you opened it up to that's perfect. I'm glad you see now we keep p- peeling the layers back. Now I understand. So I'm like, mm-hmm. if I'm going to give you homework that is going to be in a certain manner, it needs to fit this criteria on a visual because mm-hmm. you're more of an audible learner and listener. Yep. So now I that's- know that. And then it makes sense. He's like, I don't want to listen to that podcast and talk about BS because this is why I consume the 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 meat, the the protein of my content. So that makes yeah, sense. Exactly. All right, I know exactly, exactly. how to cater that. Got you, one hundred percent. Great analysis. So what's what you got for me for homework this week, Swipe? It was something that I asked you to. You, oh my god. I cannot believe we talked about this yesterday and you try to pull your stubborn Maurice shit on me with the content. Oh, you're about to do this. Yes, absolutely, oh, man. man. And everybody that's listening to this is going to cheer me on once I say this <laughs> and realize that you haven't seen this brilliant piece of Americana. This is a staple in the pop culture of American fabric. And that is the serial podcast about Anand Saeed. And the, the whole case with him killing the Chinese girl, Hailin Me, I think was a name. Man, that was a callback. Bro, if you never listen to anything I said or suggested, these 10 episodes, listen to them. I tell you, the, I, went on, I was on a cruise when I listened to this, and people were suggesting this to me, and I was the exact same way that you were. I swear to God, I was like, bro, I don't like I don't like podcasts in that format. Wow. I don't want to hear a reporter tell a story. This was before I listened. This made me start. This made this genre of podcasting my favorite genre. Because I thought you like Crime Town. This is why. Oh, okay. So this I listened to this before Crime Town. Right. This was this was at least seven years ago when I first listened to this podcast, and you've never heard. It. And it, it, people didn't know what I'm talking about by now. It's the first season of Serial, and it documents that whole case of Anand Saeed. Uh, from the day that she went missing uh, excuse me from the time that they found out about it to the end and what they think and of course I brought this up because recently the headline came out that he, he may be exonerated of the charges because of lack of evidence but bro that that's what that lady that done that man she did such a wonderful job it says the presentation of that podcast and how she did it it opened up a whole new genre of learning for me like you said with Crime Town and the stuff that I've learned through podcast of that format mm-hmm. just searching for more stuff like this so I'm so appreciative of this podcast but I learned from it the story was interesting one of the most interesting podcasts that I've ever heard I genuinely walking away like I still I still don't know if he done like even to let him out I still can't tell you 100% yeah. if he done it or not yeah. so if you could Maurice for your homework check 10 out 10 episodes is such a stretch just get as far as you can Okay. That's all I ask. If that's one episode of seven or ten, whatever it may be, <laughs> okay. before we reconvene, I just like to know what you thought about this. Yeah. I, I I just couldn't see you being the type of brother that you are not like this. And because again, you like you appreciate people that do a good job and stuff. And this lady is yes. that man. She, she 
a hats off to her, bro. She inspired me to be better at what I do. Like she did, she did a fucking amazing job. And there's a, if you like that and you do take to it, there's another season about a uh, a soldier that walked off base. His name was Bo Bergdahl. She did that as a follow up to it. It wasn't as good, but the third season it didn't get as much popularity. It's about voting in a rural North Carolina town. And she followed this black guy in the super PAC that had federal charges brought against him because they said that they were cheating and stealing boats in North Carolina. Man, that shit was great. It was almost as good as the first one because they had this black guy that they followed around. He was like real country and reminded me of people from Nashville and shit. So <laughs> if you like that first season, season three going to be good for you too with the Serial Podcast, bro. Check it out. All right, man. I guess I'm going to check it out, man. I mean, I, I, I understand understand i've done my fair share of journalistic storytelling investigative podcasts like i've listened to chasing cosby i've listened to over my dead body i've listened to crimes of passion i've listened to uh fall of a titan i listened to the anthony uh the Antonio is it anthony how did you Hernandez? get on fall of a titan i was on the early early yeah it really was because i was Syria opened up all of those for me oh yeah but yeah i was i was on that so it's like well first Syria. i didn't miss Syria. i've seen it i just it's like the news bro like that's my thing it's like the news like i'm not i i get it and it's it like it's a mystery with it and you kind of create a compelling way to do it and i i again like when i listen to crimes of passion like i was on that for a grip but then after a while i was like bro this is not good for my soul i, I cannot mm-hmm. hear about murder this much i just knew i said i gotta fall out of this because i was like yeah, when i got to the marvin gay story crime shit can get you yeah man i was like bro because i'm all moody now at work i'm all moody when i leave and i'm like bro i got to stop <laughs> listening to this stuff because it was every cereal, episode the cereal is really good though man i promise you just give it a shot give it all a right shot. man i'm a, i'm a, i'm a, i got I'm a, I got you know 35 minute drive go, going 35 back so I try to utilize that time to you know listen to it so now Spikes speaking of visual yes and take your time and make room for this sir there's a cooking show aha I know you like cooking I don't know if you've heard it do you have Discovery Plus I had it I don't know if don't you need to have a I don't know if you What's the name of the show? Is this so the Food Network? I don't think it is. I don't think it is. But the show is called It's Complicated. Mm. Hosted by a sister of ours, Tabitha Brown. I know Tabitha. I'm familiar with her. Yeah, Tabitha Brown. Y'all know her for her vegan recipes and you know it's all right, it's your business and all her 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 famous quotables. Uh she hosts the show, but here's what makes the show so dope, bro. Because I'm vegetarian. Like I, I I don't know if I told you. Really? Yeah, I've been vegetarian for two years. Yeah, yeah. So uh not vegan, vegetarian. Even though people are like you can make it some vegan, I'm like, I'm vegetarian. I don't know how many times I have to tell people that. What does it mean? You don't eat meat? Yes. But I still eat dairy products. So I can still eat regular cheese mix. But anyway, uh, so she's vegan. But what she does is they got to come through and they got to cook based on her liking. But then she brings somebody else in. And what they they have specifics like they may be vegan, too. Or they may be like, oh, I'm only on a keto diet. 
so I can only have these things. So now they got cook vegan and keto. Somebody say, oh, I got bad reflux, so I can't have this or diabetes. So no sugar, no spice. So they got to get real into it. And it's always vegan. So it's like they really got to get mad creative and they got to have a theme. She'll tell them this is the theme of the episode. Bro, I was like, yo, this is really good. Like for me, just to see like, because I know I cook, so I'm always like, golly, I got to figure out how I'm going to. So when I when you watch, I think you can appreciate it. Like I think you'll genuinely appreciate it. I love having a black host, black woman. She she's doing her thing right now. I'm here for that. So uh, it's on Discovery Plus. It's called It's Complicated. It will be in our uh, notes here, Spike. So you can refer back to it if you forget it or whatnot. But yeah, that's the homework for this week, man. Absolutely. So is your whole family vegan? Your wife and your daughter? Nope, just me. Uh, oh my god, you one of those. And, but my she wife, eat, she, nah, I cook. Oh, okay. Actually, I cook everything. So she eats Excuse mostly, me, nigga. Yeah, she right. She, I uh, yeah. So she mostly eats what I eat. Like, I should you be hooking the vegan shit up. Yeah, the Impossible Burgers and shit. All that, all that. I'm telling you, man, I can hook up some stuff, man. We gonna have to get to that another day, <laughs> episode for another day, man. You guys right. stay tuned in with another week in the books. Keep mm-hmm. your eyes out for the podcast. Rate, review, like, tell a friend. Word of mouth is the best way to keep this podcast growing. Mm-hmm. Send us some emails at awitb. There's a brand new Instagram page. Yes, sir. Uh, go follow the Instagram page. Um, we appreciate you guys supporting what we're doing. It's another week in the books. I am Spike Lou. And I Maurice. am Maurice Hunt. You can find me on Instagram, the underscore conceptual underscore Maurice Hunt. If you haven't already, go check out On Deck TV podcast. Uh comes out every Wednesday. If you haven't already, go catch up on my three seasons of Roll, the audio drama series. I'm currently working on season four. I have just began writing. So y'all get ready for that. Y'all got a chance to go ahead and binge all 24 of them episodes. And oh. It's another week in the books. Absolutely. And I guess I should do a roll call since you brought that up. Yeah. Because yeah. I've been doing a lot of work. So should... Oh, yeah. So every I'm doing the reviews on House of Dragon with the Frames Per Second podcast that comes out every week. I think you can catch those on Sundays in your podcast feed. So go log in and, and subscribe to Frames Per Second for the House of Dragon and the Raising Canaan review. Shout out to my guy, Nikki Ducey, and the whole cast over it frames per second also every tuesday if you tap in on youtube watch us live at dead end sports i'll be over there offering my perspective throughout the whole football season and having fun with those guys it's been a blast for the last three weeks doing that um that comes out every tuesday um and of course you're on deck tv podcast show excuse me another week in the book so your boy be podding out here man Catch me. we out here in these streets so. this way. find the content somewhere and support it i appreciate y'all like y'all appreciate it yeah